Wrestling Geeks Hello, how are you guys doing out there? This is Dane Alves with another episode of Wrestling Geeks Alliance, a show in which me and my co-host, Christopher Brother Ray Patton, break down the latest and greatest in professional wrestling news and provide you with reviews of the shows from the week previous and previews for upcoming pay-per-views. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so I'll just get right into it. Chris, how are you doing, good sir? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, man. It's been a busy week. I uh, started alphabetizing my uh, record collection and realized that was a uh, a task for a different day. <laughs> started that this morning. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, everything else was well, man. How about you? How how'd your week go? You watched anything cool? I actually, um, I don't know when I'm going to go see it exactly because I've heard some good things about it, but... I went back and watched all the Scream movies this last week, um, and uh, I love the franchise itself. Nothing will be as good as the first one, uh, but there's some fun stuff and some terrible stuff about some of the sequels. Uh, I also, because of Matthew Lillard uh, in the first one, I watched rewatched uh, SLC Punk, which I haven't seen in uh, quite some time, and that's still a classic, so... That was my, uh, besides working as hard as any man can work, um, that's what I was uh, doing uh, media-wise, Chris, watching some stab films. So I really want to see the the new screen, so let me know if that's any good or not. Uh, I just watched uh, all of Picard, season three. I guess, I guess it's season three, right? I'm not 100% sure. The last season of Picard. Uh, really good. It, it falls back into what you would expect next gen to be. They introduce some new characters that are, I think, are pretty cool. And I guess the Star Trek next gen fan base thinks pretty cool. So, uh, outside of that, wrestling and hockey. That's, that that was pretty much it. Um, I had to play a lot of catch up. I didn't watch the pay per view um, Saturday. Uh, like I said, I wasn't gonna buy it. So I ended up watching it on Monday. So I was a little delayed. You were saying, because like, that was a good pay-per-view. And I was like, I guess I'll watch it Monday or <laughs> Sunday or something. Cause I was, uh, you know, build it better and I'll, I'll pay the money. I paid AW has so much of my money, Dane. And they don't have a lot of mine. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm just kidding. I've paid for my fair share of pay-per-views from AEW, but you know, there's a, there's other options. That's all I'm going to say, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. One, two, three, four, five. I mean, <laughs> you didn't do anything illegal. If you're just watching someone else's share that they, they did the illegal thing. You were just a participant. <laughs> it's like watching someone shoot somebody. You're like, I was just there, man. I just I just was watching. I didn't have anything to do with it. But yeah. Um 
yeah, that pay-per-view, man. Uh, that was a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Should we go right into it? I think we should. I mean, holy shit, it was way better than I expected it to be based on the builds. Uh, I'm going to give all props to the actual wrestlers involved in the matches, honestly, on, on this one. Dude, I, I don't know about you. You might think completely different, but to me... The match that caught me off guard and was way better than it should have been was uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Christian Cage in the final burial match. The build wasn't that great because we had all the issues with injuries, kind of, and that it kind of died down. And Christian came back being a great heel, as always. And Jungle Boy kind of caught some fire the last couple times. It seemed like right before the pay per view. And I thought for, for the stipulation itself and how this could go wrong so many fucking ways, I actually like I don't want to jump ahead, but I just have to I have to say that I was blown away by that match. I don't know how you felt about it, but I thought it was going to be a stink fest, honestly. Yeah, Christian Cage is still continuing on his better run than being edge, I guess, <laughs> right now. Uh, it was a really good match. I, I still like. The way Tony Khan came out and he was like, this is a buried alive match. And it's like, no, it's just a casket match. Kind of was weird. Um, unless I missed something. Did I miss something on this, Dane? Because the announcers like covered up whatever Tony Khan said. I thought they were going to bury somebody in the ground based on what Tony Khan said. It was just called the final burial match. I don't know if exactly it. I mean, you saw it like poof disappear, you know? But we'll, we'll we'll get to this, we'll get to that match. We shouldn't we shouldn't go so far into it. We'll just start. We got two matches before that, real quick. Uh, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros uh, going against uh, Davari uh, Woods and uh, Nice, basically Smart Mark Sterling's uh, group. Um, fun match to help you know basically have Mark Briscoe doing something for right now. I like that he kind of returned the favor by announcing the tag. I actually, I'm not quite sure what the fuck it is exactly, but Lucha Bros is the first tag team to be involved in it to figure out a new Ring of Honor champion. So that was announced on, I think, was that on Rampage last night? God, everything's fucking falling into each other right now. But um, good first match. Uh, can we get Mark Briscoe in a solo program, though? Because he should be on the main card, I feel like. Or someone should show up and be his tag partner, like a Samojo, et cetera. And they're like, hey, these are our Ring of Honor guys. But they've told us that Mark is going to be AEW. Um, I, I haven't watched a lot of the Ring of Honor stuff yet, so I can't speak on that. I guess if there's some other things that happen that I'm not aware of, then uh, you know, forgive me. But wouldn't you think Mark Briscoe would be making like a huge push as a babyface right now? I'm hoping. I mean, they got him on the pay-per-view, which I guess even if it's a pre-show, I should be happy that they did that. And it was with the Lucha Bros who are over. So, you know, but at the same time, yeah, I kind of want to see him rise. And honestly, I looked at the card for the Ring of Honor. Some of it's cool. Like, I love having Hot Sauce Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus in a tag match against someone. Um, but a lot of it was like, this is kind of a dark match or this is kind of, and what I mean, like AEW dark. Um, 
I I like the idea of the uh, bastard pack coming back into uh, you know the dark triangle and being like, hey, we're going after the trios championship, and Mark Briscoe getting left out to dry, kinda, and having matches with uh, the bastard pack and uh, Phoenix and uh, Pentagon. Uh, whatever the fuck Pentagon's going by, you get what I'm saying though. Like, that's that could be fun. Um, but also, Ring of Honor has a trios title, so I don't know know where they're going with this. Yeah, I I, I didn't know if there was gonna be so much involvement with the trios title. Um, as far I think this is it with Pentagon and Phoenix and Mark Briscoe. I'm just curious. Now that it seems like he's on his own, he's kind of declared this tournament for the tag thing or whatever the fuck they're doing. Don't worry, guys. I have notes when we get to this is last night. So I was kind of half asleep on some of it. I'll be honest with you as we record on a Saturday. Uh, but Rampage, they they had Mark come out and uh, yeah, they're, they're figuring out new tag teams. So I think from this, Mark's going to project either somewhere individually or maybe I guess in this tag tournament with someone else, or maybe he goes against, you know, potentially Claudio or Samoa Joe for one of their titles, or I don't know. I mean, I feel like he could even beat Will or Yuta actually have Mark Briscoe beat everyone, have him win all three fucking titles in ring of honor. How about that? There you I go. mean, why not? Why not? Right. <laughs> uh, and he still carries the uh, Ring of Honor tag title with him. He's just. Do you think it's him and gold. Joe? Do you think it's him and Joe? Joe drops the title. Well, we'll get into that match later and uh, the aftermath or the afterbirth, as Jim Cornette would say. But uh, do you think I it's think, just Samoa Joe and Mark Briscoe? I think that's titles? possibly. Possibly. Um, I think it might be him against Samoa Joe, actually, for his title, his TV title. Um, it's kind of fitting since Joe had the feud with Jay that led to Jay getting a singles title, which was the world heavyweight. I understand that, but you know, they probably won't do it, but like, as far as the ring of honor titles, tag titles go, what if Mark just defends him by himself? <laughs> Every match is a handicap match. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what they're doing with those titles, man. Like, honestly, FTR well, like I said, versus they made- Mark. They made an announcement last night. I don't remember exactly the details, but Mark kind of introduced the Lucha Brothers as the first participants in this tournament for the Ring of Honor tag titles. Right. That goes into what I was saying is like you could have uh, Pac show up and um, not be so happy about Mark Briscoe. And maybe that sets up whatever thing they're going forward with but like we don't have enough teams out here to be having trios we are like fucking um yep i agree yeah the dark order versus (laughs) the dark triangle uh yeah that would uh that's interesting the dark order versus the dark triangle versus the house of black Um, whoever whoever wins has to turn lights on Whoever wins has to be forced to be in a, uh, a faction with Bray Wyatt. Uh, and it's going to be a glow-in-the-dark match. All right, so the next match. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> Evil Uno showing up with, like, fucking Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt. He's like, I deserve this somehow. <laughs> I deserve this. 
hey, at least you get Bray Wyatt. If you know, we could we could put you with uh, Joe Gacy and The Rock's daughter in Schism uh. or whatever the fuck the name of that shit is. Um, but yeah, so the opening match, good match. Uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society was banned from ringside. Chris, we had almost a 15 minute match with Ricky Stacks, as Taz would call him. Uh, against Chris Jericho, and uh, Ricky went over. But um, I thought this was a good competitive match. Um, you know, Jericho's extremely good at being a heel, and I don't know, like, this is another situation where I don't know if the feud itself helped Ricky, but this win against Jericho on the pay-per-view definitely did. So I don't know why we're going against him and Juice Robinson. I, I'll, I guess I'll have to give that a chance, but that was a weird way of doing it, especially with the uh, press conference afterwards where Ricky just seemed, he seemed very comfortable. I don't know if you watched it, Chris. Um, and it seemed like he had some ambition to be going for another title, but now, like I said, he's in a program program, obviously with juice since he attacked him from behind. Uh, but he also said that he never plans on doing another press conference. I guess it was too weird for him to try to like keep between kayfabe and non kayfabe. So I can respect that, you know, but I thought he did a good showing and this match was also a good showing. And Chris Jericho is a legend. So uh, not a bad way to open it. Yeah. Jericho, I think did his best version of what you would expect a Ricky Starks match to be. Um, I don't have too many complaints here other than, Figure out what you're doing with Ricky Starks. Don't get him pulled into some kind of weird. Uh, is he going to challenge for the title? Is he not going to challenge for the title? You're looking at. um. Well. I guess we're going in order, right? So <laughs> Samojo Wardlow gets the title. <laughs> like, why is he not going after Ward or not Wardlow? Uh, Hobbs gets the title on Monday. It's it's Hobbs. He has to be going after Hobbs, right? Who? Rick Ricky? Yeah, Ricky Starks. Like No, he got he got attacked by uh whatchamacallit? Uh Juice Robinson. No, I mean, well that's just a one match, right? <laughs> Possibly. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna branch into a feud. If you're saying his final destination could be Hobbs, yeah, because they have kind of unfinished business, so I could see that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I 100% get what you're saying. Um, I'm just... Why? <laughs> well, we'll get into the why on Monday, or was it Wednesday, Dynamite, as well, as far as what they do with that title. Um, but, yeah, like, do you, do you need to see, like, two or three squashes before the, the title change happens at this point? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, because it's got to be, uh, if, you, if you're just looking at it on paper, right? Um, it's Ricky Starks and uh, Darby Allen. I think, I think that's it. We could definitely build to that. Um, I can see that happening. So he goes, I, I, I definitely think that Hobbs is a possibility for Ricky to go for next. I'd like to see him with that TNT. Um, championship. I think he would look good with that. I don't know what the fucking QT Marshall shit. You know, well, like we said, we'll we'll get to that. Um, it's very interesting. 
But any final comments, I guess, on Starks and Jericho? Great match. Uh, Jericho was everywhere he needed to be. He put uh, Starks over pretty hard. <laughs> Jericho had like, I, I can't equate every action he has to moves, but he, he did nothing. <laughs> Basically, he was all. Am I crazy on this? Like he, like as far as work no. goes, like Jericho, he, he works like, smart. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a beating, and then take this loss, and then yell at the internet fans because that's what Jericho does. He's like, look, I put him over. Um, I don't know. I, I it was what we thought it was gonna be. Like, he had to win. Right? Like, there's no other storyline. Like, if Ricky Starks doesn't win that match, where do you go? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Omega versus Okada. <laughs> the Battle of Canada. They make a new belt sure. called the Canadian belt. They should be having that next week in Winnipeg, but we'll, we'll get to that, too. Um, Yeah, but good match. We kind of already talked about the final burial match, but just wrapping it up. Uh, like I said, it was way better than it should have been based on everything. The weird gimmick thrown in last minute uh, with the buried alive slash casket match, whatever the fuck. The whole premise of the feud kind of losing steam for all that being said. It was good. Jungle. I love the. I just love the ending where Christian and him are fighting and Christian just fucking kicks him in the dick. Like just so dirty heelish gives him his fucking finisher right on the, uh, you know, over in the cemetery, but of course Jungle Boy comes back and Jungle Boy had some fire. I, I I still am not sold on him. Like everyone calls him one of the pillars, and I feel like he's kind of far off compared to other people. But I understand the appeal. He has kind of that, you know, even though he's not the best on the mic, that uh Von Eric like quality to him, the wholesomeness and like he's just a good old boy that could just whoop some ass, but he happens to be the son of Luke Perry, you know? But a uh, fun match, Chris. Yeah, what 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 is everyone on about with this pillar stuff? The pillar stuff would just be like, okay, it's the elite <laughs> plus Jericho pillars. I think that it's meant by like the stars that came from AEW. So like you obviously knew who the pillars were. Consider that was Sammy, Darby, MJF, and Jungle Boy, and a lot of people throw Britt Baker in there as well. Um. Brent Baker is an exception, but you like, yeah, none of these people started in AEW. <laughs> you start throwing names out there. Yeah, obviously, but you know, I don't think they're counting evolved since AEW is like a bigger organization um, than most of the places they came beforehand. I mean, it, it's not like you've never heard this terminology before. It's been in, it's been in, uh, what you call interviews and shit, you know. Yeah, I guess, I guess I just hate the way it's presented, right? Like uh, that's the. I don't think Jungle Boy should be considered a pillar at whatsoever. I don't think that he's done nearly as enough in his career at AEW or had an appeal to the level of all those other guys. If anything, Orange Cassidy should be on that fucking thing. Uh, well, let's just get pair, right? Like a pillar of WCW in let's say ninety to ninety four. Who's your pillars? Um, Flair, Hogan, Sting, Macho Man, Flair. Or I said Flair. Right? That's a downturn. So, yeah. 
if you're if you're doing it right now in WWE, who's your pillars? All right, well we got we got Roman, got Sami Zayn, got Kevin Owens, and we have um just top guy like Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley shift him through. Cody? You know what I mean? Cody, Cody yeah, for I even God damn, I'm sorry, Cody. <laughs> Forgot about you. Yeah, uh, yeah you should win, man. It's it's uh, you gotta have four top people, right? Yeah, so. uh, yeah. I think that most generations of WWE have had your your big four, whether it be the Attitude ever with Austin Rock, Triple H, and and Mick, um, or the 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 fucking new generation with Shawn Michaels, Bret, Undertaker, and Yoko. Um, there's kind of always been like four people that hold it down. It really does come back, obviously, to all Japan who kind of termed it, um, with Masawa, Kawada, Akira, and um, and uh, man, why the fuck Kenta, Kenta Kobashi. But you know, I think everyone has their four pillars. I just, like I said, this is me. I don't. I didn't mean to make this that big of a conversation. I just don't think Jungle Boy qualifies. That's all. I think he's, right. he's been a bit more hype than anything else. And I, and I think the conversation we just had proves that he's not he's not on the level of any of those guys, right? Like, even in their rookie no. years, he's not on the level of some of those people we just talked about. Like Sting, rookie year head in WCW. Like he's not. I know they want him to be there, but he's not there. Uh, they gave him a theme song that people can sing along to and stuff. But outside of that, his in-ring work, he, he one, he doesn't really look like a baby face. <laughs> Especially if you put him against Christian, you're like, why is he beating up Christian so bad? That's terrible. Um, but if you look at top, top to bottom in that company, like if you, if you had to pick top four, right? It's MJF. Moxley. If we're going overall in the company, um, that that is kind of a hard one. Just like the the four biggest players. There's no baby face, so you just have to slot Hangman in there, right? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So it's just it's just weird, Um, but hey, man, they had hell of a fucking match. Yeah, I just I I don't know how I feel about um like I guess they're gonna have him feud with Orange Cassidy because he's not going for the TNT title like he's gonna show up and get just demolished by uh, uh, Hobbs. I'm down for right. that. Maybe humble his ass a bit. So he also does that little stutter step. I hate when he hits the ropes. I hate it. 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 But uh, this match I see, really I need cool. to pay attention more to that because I've heard that from many people, including you, and I've never noticed it. But I heard that him and Cassidy, that's like a thing I think a lot of newer wrestlers kind of do. I don't know what it is, but. So Cassidy's is waiting for people to get in position to do a dive or something. Otherwise, he hits the ropes hard as hell with one hand in his pocket. <laughs> Pockets, I guess. Um but with with uh, Jungle Boy, it's every time he runs the ropes. Like it's it's every time he he has to take a big 
like bounce off the ropes. He he really thinks about it, and maybe it's. And I've talked about it on the show before. You can go back. God, when did he sign? I've been yelling about this for forever. Um, I thought he would figure it out because, like, you know, the Young Bucks are a spot tag team, right? They do that, yeah. but when Nick Jackson hits the ropes, he hits the fucking ropes. Uh, Absolutely. He doesn't have this weird little like, I'm gonna juke the ropes. <laughs> stutter step thing that uh jungle boy does i i don't even know how to explain it <laughs> it's like if dusty Rhodes was uh like if you were playing as dusty Rhodes in a video game and accidentally hit the taunt button and then continued to run the ropes that's that, that's what jungle boy does gotcha yeah he's uh i don't know but uh let's 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 move on to the next match we have the house of black malachi Brody and Buddy with Julia Hart going against Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, uh, the Young Bucks, if you will, with uh, Cuttlefish and uh, Knock It the Fuck Out in their corner. Um, cer- certain fans probably just think that I made it funny, but I actually stole that, but I'm not going to go into it. 18-minute um, match. Hey, I knew what I was getting into when I got into this, and... I really enjoyed a lot of moments. Uh, there was a lot of cool fucking shit they did. But it was the moments between Kenny Omega, specifically, because I love him as a singles wrestler, in the in the ring with both Buddy Matthews at different points and also Malachi Black. That made me go, like, hmm, that would be fucking awesome. Like, I want to see them one-on-one. Uh, but they didn't go – they didn't win. Uh, House of Black is the new champions. And I think this is the smartest thing to do for everyone because almost immediately afterwards, Don Callis made the announcement uh, that they're back or whatever with him and Kenny Omega. So, or like uh, something about the singles division, something saying like, watch out because we're back or some shit like that, uh, which makes me very excited. What does he call it? The, uh, the invisible hand. Is that what he calls it? Right. Yep. It seems like he's also got, um, uh, Takeshka now too. He's representing him. Yeah, Kenny. Like that's actually a better storyline than than the elite to me. At some point, is like this uh, Japan storyline where the elite's like, "You're still our friend, right?" And Kenny's like, "Yeah, buddy, I'm still your friend." And he just continuously moves further and further away from them. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is exactly what I hoped for. They break up. I just don't know what you do with the young bucks now. Tag division, man. I think they could use them, especially if FTR's back. Let's get that I, going I mean, back on. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah, you could use them in the tag division. They're they're fucking this match. I I want to say this. This match was really good. This is a really good match. Um, for a trios type match, this was a a really good fucking match. But uh, it was pretty much what me and you both predicted. I think I even yep. predicted it on Tom's podcast. It's like, well, House of Black has to win, right? <laughs> like, why would you do the Undertaker big thing? <laughs> if they showed up and got Super Kick Party and Melter Driver into the ground, you'd be like, that's a that's a Triple H level of burial. Um, someone brought up a a good. A, a good comment. I can't remember. It was a couple of weeks ago on, on uh, maybe on uh, Wrestling Observer Live or 
And they were like, literally everyone in this match has somehow pissed in, uh, well, at least the main people in this match just somehow pissed in Tony Khan's Cheerios. So what's like the lesser of evils? <laughs> you know, like. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I do think that I, I do think that Kenny is probably just going to be done after November. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, we'll see. Young Bucks still haven't said what date they get out, but they definitely get out this year. Or they're, I believe they 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 uh, not admitted, but they said that their contract is up this year. They just won't give the uh, specifics. And we know that Kenny's because of the attachment. Is there until uh, next no or this November, I believe. So he'll be out of contract after that if he doesn't resign with AEW. Yeah, he just seems like such a smart guy. It would make more sense for him to go wrestle an easier style, right? In WWE, they could book him versus you know he can still have like high ass quality high. matches. But he doesn't have to get dropped on his head by fucking Osprey, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, which I think that's that's where we're leading. We're gonna get there as <laughs> top matches. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Yep. Interesting stuff. Um, like I said, I'm just happy if if Kenny Omega is going more solo. And we get more of the Bucks in the tag division. I think that they could both be there and help out. And honestly, House of Black just looks good with this gold on them. And uh, we're having immediately after this, obviously, set up for Winnipeg next week. It's Jericho, uh, Garcia, Sammy Guevara against the House of Black, the champions, and also against Kenny and Matt and Nick Jackson. So that will be this Wednesday, Chris, for the six-man tag team. I expect the House of Black to retain. I don't. I, I don't know why they would lose the titles immediately. That would be stupid. Am, am I absolutely crazy on this? Doesn't Ring of Honor have like a trios title though? Yeah, yeah, they have. They have their their version of it. The, it's it's Dalton and the boys though. So it's nothing on the level I don't think of what they're trying to do right here but but what are they trying to do because like you can win a title and still go after another title there's no rule that's like oh you hold this title you can't attack anyone or do anything it's like when they brought I, Kenny Omega back up in there I was like okay well I don't, he can I win don't think multiple the elite's, titles <laughs> I don't think the elite's gonna win I mean if if they were to dethrone House of Black this quickly, I think they would put it on Jericho, Dana Garcia, and uh, Sammy Cavara for some cheap heat before the Elite gets it. I think they're just finalizing it to get them more definitively out of there. Because it's 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 on Dynamite this Wednesday. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you on that. I was just like, um, the entire trio's divisions, like, if Pentagon wants to go for the heavyweight title, <laughs> and also the trio's title, he can go for yeah, both. Yeah, he should be able to do both. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Stone Cold was the heavyweight champion and tag champion at the same time. There's been multiple people that have done this in wrestling. Right? Like, 
Kenny Omega comes back and they're like, we want you to be a trios guy. He's like, all right, I'm a trios guy. I feel like they wasted him. And then his best showing was in Japan. I agree. It's like I said, if they have a partnership, why isn't he defending that U.S. belt sometimes on the show? That would be awesome. And he's the belt collector. So he just showed right back up and be like, I never really lost the heavyweight title belt. You guys know that, right? You know what? Like, I know that would really have messed with uh, MJF's little heel push or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, better match. Though we did get one hell of a fucking match in this main event. So. Yeah, and we'll get there, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, All right, next match. I wasn't as invested in. I I got to be honest with you. Well, I'll I'll get to it, but like it's more the promo with Ruby Soho that sold this better than the match and the build up to it uh, with her on Dynamite. But Jamie Hader, the champ, went against Soraya or Soraya uh, and also Ruby Soho and ten minute match. Uh, even so, this is the only kind of problem with it. You know, the fact that obviously Soraya and Ruby Soho were fighting throughout this, and then I guess Ruby Soho said fuck it and just conformed and joined the, uh, the uh, you know, NWO uh, or whatever the fuck it is. But uh, Jamie Hayter looked good. This was a fun, hard-hitting match. Uh, some of the stuff that Soraya did kind of scared the shit out of me, but we'll get into even me being more scared when we get to the main event. Fucking Brian Danielson is a maniac. But, um, yeah, I think it was Ruby Soho's promo and really making me kind of take a just those 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 wonderful AEW fans. And, well, why the hell did any of them turn on them? I don't know, because you fucking people turn on them before they even got a chance and kind of bringing up a lot of situations. Uh, <laughs> thought it was her best. I thought it was her best work that she's had in there. And I never thought she'd be a decent heel. So, uh, you know, just up. Big ups to Ruby for for pulling something out of this uh, with that 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 performance on uh, Wednesday, Chris. I think. Yeah, uh, I would give props to Ruby on the uh, promo for sure. But uh, I mean, everyone is just backing Jamie Hader, right? <laughs> so like when all of this stuff was happening at the pay per view, it's like there was was there a single person that wasn't like. Hey, Jamie, go get him kind of vibe. I didn't feel that at all from the crowd. It was like, oh, Jamie Hader's not in the match. And then she pops in the match and she's putting in work. Right. Like, what do you do against that? And and it's going to be even worse because I think the end result is going to be Chris Statlander joining, you know, Brit, Jamie, Chris Statlander versus whatever this little group is. Uh, the I, outsiders. I don't know what to call them. Yeah, yeah, the outside. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what to call them. They're WWE outcast, I guess. Yeah, the the, the New Yorkers. So I I, I kind of well, it wasn't really giving her shit. I I actually gave Lita props about moving uh, more slow in the ring and just hitting all of her spots like kind of where they needed to be, even though they were slow. Um, Paige should look at that. Get on that playbook. Slow it down. Don't do as much. Don't try to kill yourself. Kind of shit. 
Yeah, a little bit. But Jamie Hayter is still our champion, so we'll see what happens. And like I said, if there was no investment within this, there's a little bit of investment now based on Ruby's uh, promo on Wednesday, but we'll see what happens from it. Um, because I'm just happy. Hey, the women's matches haven't always been at 9:30 on Dynamite. You know, we've seen some main events. Um, there's more than one storyline happening. So, you know, we got Jay Cargill next week where they're showing up in Canada and Winnipeg and she called out whoever's considered the best, uh, women's, uh, Canadian wrestler. So I don't know if that's going to bring a random indie person or we're talking maybe like a Ty Valkyrie since she's originally from Canada or something like that. But, uh, that'll be interesting as well. Was was this the worst match on the? This is easily the worst match on the card, right? Let me look through. Yeah, I wasn't that big of a fan of the uh, tag match that we'll get to, but I think this one definitely dragged on the most compared to anything else. Yeah, because we have the tag battle royale, which is like that's gonna suck because it's a battle royale. But no, I was um, talking about the 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 four way for the. Uh, for the uh, oh, oh it was a yeah that's it, they were battle royale leading into the uh, four way sorry <laughs> it's calling a battle royale yeah um but they made that shit entertaining so this match was not entertaining <laughs> no I wasn't as invested at all Paul you want to know what was entertaining twenty five minutes of Texas death um, <laughs> yes it was <laughs> so. I'm not saying I don't have problems with certain aspects in this match, but my God, this was fucking brutal. Um, Chris, so it, uh, it, I, it definitely it definitely felt like Ric Flair versus Terry Funk, like where you know Terry Funk's into just getting crazy and shit, <laughs> right? Which he's the Moxley in this situation, and Hangman's like, all right, I guess I'll figure it out. It was. It kind of felt like that. Yeah, it was it was fucking crazy. Were you trying to say something? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was it was it was uh it was crazy. All over the place, a lot of blood. We even had an uh, Abdul the Butcher spot of Hardway with fucking John Moxley stabbing Hangman's forehead until blood was basically spraying out all over his face. Uh, just a gnarly-ass spot. It was very, like, it's funny. Um, I was listening to Wrestling Inc., and they are covering it, and Raj Giri, he grew up pretty much primarily on the 80s stuff, but even more early on. So it was WWE in the early 80s. And his version of, like, just not being a fan of this stuff, uh, and then seeing Issa... Who, she's from Puerto Rico, and she's like, well, when I was a kid, I used to watch fucking Carlos Colon and uh, Abdul the Butcher fight each other and do this type of stuff, and it was one of those classic, you know, Sheik and Abdullah matches, like you said, like, you know, like a hardcore match with, a, with Terry Funk in it. Um, it was fucking brutal. Uh, I'm trying... There's a couple things that... <sighs> I don't know. We're, we're, we're a bit more silly, like when Hangman Page decided to wrap barbed wire around his torso and then take a backflip like he normally does to the outside. Like, all right, that, creative, I guess. 
But um, you know, they were there was a lot of blood, Chris. There was a lot of blood in this match. There's definitely a lot of blood. Um, Hangman. A lot of blood loss. Like Hangman was bleeding like a stuck fit, and then showed up with a black eye <laughs> on um, dynamite. I don't know if that was a receipt or whatever, but. Man, him and Moxley, they put in a brawl. They gave you what you wanted. And when when I made the comparison to Ric Flair, it's not that I think Hangman is anywhere in the near vicinity of what Ric Flair is as a character, but the the match was that, right? That's that that was the storytelling. Is that you know everybody loves Moxley, but he's kind of a bad guy. It 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 was the Terry Funk Ric Flair thing. Um, Flair. While he's the dirtiest, while he's the dirtiest player in the game, he's not Terry. Fun- he's not setting up tables dirty, <laughs> like Terry was doing. Kind of like he's not setting stuff on fire, <laughs> which Terry didn't do in that match. But later on, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like Terry was yeah. like, "Oh, you think you're the bad guy?" Uh, that that was kind of the story of this match. I think they did a bad build up. Really, because I think it could have been a really cool build up and they kind of whiffed it with both guys. And, you know, Hangman gets a win. I think Hangman needed the win here, honestly. But I, I like, what do you do? You put him against MJF next? Well, it doesn't He's, seem like we're done with uh, Moxley based on Wednesday, which I was not thrilled about because Jericho and Ricky, they're moving on. You know, we're, we've gotten Jungle Boy and Christian moving on and. It seems like we're st- we're doing fucking Page in the Dark Order against the Blackpool Combat Club. I just I'm over it. I'm fucking over wouldn't it, it. Wouldn't it have been the perfect time to do the drunk cowboys? Like, who are you? <laughs> you know, like, after he gets his win, he's like, I'm going for the title. Moxley comes out. He and like, he's like, Who the hell are you? <laughs> just hammered. Just, yeah, just fucking like no cells, <laughs> Moxley. <laughs> See, that would be good, but they didn't do that. So we're going to get, like, the fifth match? I want to say fifth mm. match, right? Maybe this will two. just be, like, three on three on three, and we can just be over with it afterwards. I don't know why Tony has to milk this, this fucking feud anymore, though. This was a pre-definitive <laughs> end. He strangled him. Well, first of all, he did the buckshot, and Moxley let him do it to him and double-birded him right beforehand, and then he choked him with a fucking chain until Moxley tapped out. So I thought that was the ending, but apparently we, we got we to add a little bit more. Pull it's some all, more out it, of this. It's, it's also super weird that you want two of your top baby faces, which I guess Moxley is a heel now, right? But I don't even to, know. To have those two guys go against each other, like unless you're setting up a three-way where like uh which which is not gonna happen because you showed up uh, spoiler alert guys two weeks ago um Eddie Kingston showed up on Ring of Honor like unless you have something that's gonna insert like if Samoa Joe shows up and he's like you guys are a bunch of fucking pansies or something you know like you need something else injected into this at this point if you're gonna continue down this road um. Unless you're going to do like an amateur wrestling match or like uh, only a submissions match. They can only do submission holds kind of thing or a pride match, which would actually be perfect. Right. Like they can only do 
Um, they can't touch the ropes. They can't jump off the top of the ropes, like really limit those guys. But that's really going to expose Moxley. Not that yeah. he's bad in between the ropes, but, you know, Moxley's like Mick Foley. You want him to be around and about. He does all the good. Re- he does all the good wrestling stuff you want, but you don't, you know, you really want to see Moxley wrestle like a 20 minute, <laughs> like actual amateur wrestling match. No, I, I think I would be good on that. Um, but hey, we'll see what direction this goes. But I just, like I said, I would rather three on three get this over with. And honestly, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be that dude. Can we get Hangman Page the fuck away from the Dark Order? Can we get John Silver the fuck away from the Dark Order? Um, I'm actually, so, I'm really, I was saying after watching last night with Preston Vance and Takeshka. Uh, I'm glad that fucking 10 got out of there because I think I look I look at him now like he has way more potential than when he was just a member of the putties, the purple putties. Wouldn't it be better if like um, evil, you know, just like hit his head on a box or something was like do 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 do. And they were Super Smash Brothers again. Well, they fired Stu Grayson. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, they totally did do that. Why? Or they didn't fire him. I think they just let him go after his contract was out. Uh, but I'm just I'm just over those guys just in general. They kind of there's other people that can be on those shows. Is it is it time for them to just officially announce a bad guy corporate face? You know, like yeah. the guy that's like. You know, you guys like the Dark Order? Fuck them. And he fires like five of them at the same time. Are we talking about like work or shoot? Because I think I know the, the person to hire if it's a shoot. Um, no, <laughs> well, just... I mean like like in in character, right? Like Jerry yeah, Lynn. Yeah. Jerry Lynn would be good at that. He's like, fuck them. You're not all in the main product. You guys don't have enough wins. How about, like, how about, how about, uh, how about Jake Roberts? There we go. Commissioner <laughs> Snake. <laughs> it's like a it's definitely a Metal Gear <laughs> reference somehow. <laughs> He's gonna fight Tony Khan on top of the White House. I'm the real president, Salt Snake. Um <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, don't don't you want kind of something like they need that, especially with Tony Khan. When he keeps coming out and announcing things that aren't announcing, you're like, Tony Khan's kind of a heel, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a thing. But wouldn't it be great if he was like the Vince McMahon heel, <laughs> you know, and like his his like the counterpart, like his his JJ Dillon or whatever <laughs> was like Jerry Lynn or Gene Malenko <laughs> or something, you know? That'd like, be interesting, man. It's I hate I hate these storylines. Commissioner Anderson. Yeah. Glenn <laughs> can make some hard hitting fucking. It'll be like having like a modern Bill Watts in charge, you know. But like, you just just a work, obviously. Good old good old Glock Anderson out here. <laughs> Glock you, Anderson. You get what I'm saying? Is like Tony keeps disappointing people. Make him the bad guy. He could do that every week. He's like, ah, major announcement. Like on Monday and Wednesday rolls around, and he's like, no Fuck catering. Fuck you, bitches. <laughs> Yelling, no catering. 
or he announces like a Jacksonville Jaguar acquisition <laughs> or something <laughs> like I know he doesn't we- want to become part of like the the wrestling world and I get that because it's very Bischoff and very Vince McMahon but yeah you can decide which one you want to be because Vince McMahon is one of the greatest hills of all time like you think about Vince there's not Stone Cold without Vince McMahon there's not Rock without Vince McMahon so you can kind of choose your path (laughs) you just got to book it right agreed no I completely agree all right, let's go to the next match. We got the AEW TNT Championship. Nice little slug fight between Samoa Joe and Wardlow. I mean, we can talk about the follow-up too that happened on Dynamite after this with Wardlow losing to Hobbs with help from QT Marshall, uh, them forming something new, and now Wardlow doesn't have a belt after just getting this. So it's uh, it's interesting. I think. We'll see where they go with Wardlow. I think they want to get him back to MJF somehow because he's actually a threat. Now, whether MJF beats him or not, I don't know. Uh, That's based on whatever happens to him. But I thought Wardlow needed to win this. Um, Samoa Joe, it doesn't really make him look that bad, except for the fact that Wardlow choked out Samoa Joe. I don't know if I would have done that, but it was kind of ballsy and actually puts a feather in his cap. So what do you think, Chris? Eh, put a feather in his cap that no one cares about. People are behind Hobbs. They're done. Wardlow took too long. He was gone. No one cares anymore. It's gone. But he, so you don't think he, it puts a feather in his cap to choke out Samoa Joe? Oh, it totally does. But no yeah. one's gonna care, right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. He was gone too. He was gone too long. People are super behind Hobbs. You saw when Hobbs grabbed that giant uh, hemorrhoid ring. People are way behind Hobbs and definitely more behind Joe in that match. Like people were chanting for Joe. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> your easiest out would have Joe do something dirty, choke him out and then just have Hobbs and Wardlow fight each other <laughs> to be the next contender um, for the title and keep Samoa Joe just running as Samoa Joe. Cause Samoa Joe, like they gave him the, TV thing, he did a great job with it. Just give him more. Like Joe, Joe's uh, better than. Uh, this is a this is a very dick. Outside of MJF, Joe is the best complete wrestler on their roster. I can agree with promo, that. promo every like full package. Like put me in a storyline, I got it. Kind of guy, he's the best. So, like, whatever Wardlow and fucking Hobbs is doing should be irrelevant to Joe to begin with. Oh, a uh, uh, gnarly spot in that Hobbs match with fucking Wardlow paying homage to Jeff Hardy <laughs> and doing the swanton from the fucking ring through the table. That was awesome. And, uh, like I said, I'm glad that Hobbs won. Well, it, I didn't see it coming, but I'm uh, if they if they go this way... You know, I, the QT Marshall thing just annoys the fuck out of me. I That kind of was like, uh, couldn't it have been anyone else? All right, QT's good on the on the, on the mic. Maybe he's just going to be his manager, his mouthpiece. That's fine. They go off, and now Wardlow has to rebuild himself from scratch. So that will be interesting to see what happens. But I uh, thought this was a good match. This is exactly the direction, like I said, I thought they were going to go in. And then they kind of threw me off with the whole Hobbs thing on Wednesday. Why did why did they pull that immediately though? Why why did they pull the trigger on that immediately? It is I, I'm assuming Wardlow's is actually hurt. 
Otherwise, they would have had him switch the title the way he did. I mean, I don't know if they would have him do a hardcore match, you know, where he's going through tables and shit if he was hurt. Because they would have had to know beforehand if they're going to switch the title. I have to go back and watch the hardcore match again. Um, I don't remember how many actual bumps he took, but like, why the hell would he lose the title so quickly? Well, there's two answers. One, he's hurt, and two, like, yo, Hobbs is bad as a motherfucker, and we have dumb booking. No, I I honestly, I, you know, well, maybe I am giving Tony maybe too much credit, but I, what I assumed was Hobbs is more definitive. He looks dominant. He's now the head of TNT. He's got a new manager. They're going that direction with him. And you have Wardlow that has to kind of rebuild himself to try to get to, I guess, destination MJF at some point. Because uh, they have lost. For a second there, I thought you were going to say unknown. And I was just gonna, no. No, he's not going uh, to fight the Ultimate Warrior, but... fight. He's going to fight Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah, it, to me, that was just weird, man. Like, it's fine. He won. Yeah. He beat Joe. Joe's going to be on Ring of Honor. I'm assuming the buildup for Ring of Honor to try to sell subscriptions to that is going to be Joe versus Punk. Or Joe, Punk, and Claudio. Because I, you know, unless him and Kenny are best friends now that we're not aware of, that's going to be the storyline. It's funny because we were talking about it even before Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor for like a ridiculous, not enough amount of money. Uh, it was like, what, four or five million dollars for the entire tape library of that thing. We we were both saying like, yo, Joe and Punk should just start their own thing, <laughs> just like buy it, do their own thing. People will tune in. And now they're yep. both on AEW. <laughs> so it's it would make sense. They both return to ring of honor at some point but no i, I totally uh, see that happening as as far as wardlow i i don't like the whole i cut your hair and then he brought up his dad like i said the we've talked about this in the past couple of weeks like the build did nothing for me to the match like we knew he's gonna get joe joe beat him right but he beats joe and he loses the next night i hate that that's so fucking yeah, and they're they're hot shot in this title a lot. Darby got the title, then he loses it very quickly, you know, right back to Samoa Joe. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it just makes me lose interest and value on that belt if you do that a lot. Yeah, I mean, the whole point is like if you're if you're gonna do the John Cena open title thing, right? And he was the first person to do it, but probably the most notable is like you have to beat people that actually matter. For a long period of time and then fucking retain the belt which i think he he lost to kevin owens and then won it back at the pay-per-view right so you, you got to do something like that you can't just be samoa joe killed darby allen what what does this mean for darby allen <laughs> that's the actual we question. haven't seen him <laughs> he's gone joe murdered this man i'm kind of happy they did that like let let him chill out for a while so it sells that Joe really fucked him up, you know? It's it they could have like had Darby on the next damn show for no reason. And I and know people aren't digging this far back, but like last time MJF was in the ring with Wardlow, he, 
he gave him seven power bombs, pinned him clean in the middle of the fucking ring, and like MJF yeah. left. <laughs> like quit the company after that. And then he just got beat by Hobbs. So it's like so Hobbs is the baddest motherfucker on the planet, right? Basically. I even think, like I said, if Wardlow does eventually, maybe in the next couple of months, build to him going against MJF, I think MJF should beat him. Sorry. I don't M- MJF should beat everybody building up to either Kenny Omega or CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I, I mean, if you you need to work out the CM Punk fucking whatever the fuck is going on with CM Punk and Kenny Omega, figure that shit out. Give them the money they need and sit them down in a room until they hate each other and then then love each other. Send Italian beef sandwiches in there. I heard Punk likes that. Uh, get them together because like Kenny Omega is going to get Punk the best matches had in years. Right. So it's like you yep. get, work, work your shit out. Uh, I thought the way they were going to avoid it was like they would pull a swerve on us because that because you always think in WWE mindset, it's like Brian Danielson wins the title. And it's like all the rest of the shit doesn't matter at that point because everyone loves Brian Danielson. <laughs> but they didn't do that. <laughs> and now he's retired. I'm going to say retired. I'm assuming he's going to take a break and go into the G1 and then come back is my guess. That's a that's that's a very good assumption, and I did really. That's another promo I really was a big fan of. Uh, FGR, I thought killed it. I thought that Brian Danielson killed it. I thought Ruby Soho killed it on Wednesday, and I thought that MJF for his small promo after the match. But Brian Danielson, man, whoo, tugging at the heartstrings again. Also, like, all right, here's the th- here's my thing about. I want to talk about the well, Brian Danielson. Just really good at tugging at the heartstrings. Because he, he's like me and you, man. We could be there. We got beards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, could, we, could, we could work out. <laughs> we could. <laughs> he he is our every man. <laughs> like, you know, we got in a little bit of shape. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. We're we're not on the same level with Brian Danielson. Not but, at uh, all. Uh, when you get into Ruby Soho, she's like, everyone was clamoring for Paige to come back to wrestling. I was like, I think that was very different as a podcaster. It was people listening to podcasts and talk. I, the clamor was like, that'll be a big pop, right? Like no one wanted to see her actually wrestle. They wanted to see her in her, like a management type role. Like the Ruby Soho promo to me was like, yeah, well, you know what? We're right. She's still bad. Like on the other side is Britt Baker, uh, who is I would put her in my top ten best female wrestlers right now. <laughs> and fucking Jamie Hayter, you're like, you guys are washed. You're washed. Y'all aren't y'all aren't even better than Emi Sakura, who's wrestling on fucking dark or some shit. Like that whole group is washed. Um, okay, Chris speaks for himself again on this situation. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not putting well, over fucking well, female. Maybe, maybe Ruby, Tony Storm, fuck shit up all the time. She's had a bunch of bad matches. She's been put in the spotlight to have good matches and get herself over, and she hasn't been able to. So, uh, I think you're smoking yeah. crack. Oh, you think so? 
Yes, we've oh, had this conversation. <laughs> Many Italians before this, Chris. I think that Tony's your new I don't like her anymore person, honestly. I, I don't know. I don't know that I ever really liked her, to be fair. Because we watched but, a different person. How the hell did we get on this? We were on the guns. Oh, because we're, yeah. We moving all along. Oh, the guns match. The guns won. <laughs> Surprise. And now we got FTR back involved, who came out afterwards, and somehow Dax got hit in the face. Uh, enough to give him a shiner as well, too. He was busted <laughs> open right after that. Dax has the most aggressive eyebrows. He's basically... Um, Ox Baker? <laughs> yeah, the guy from Law & Order. Uh, regular Law & Order is the lawyer. I'm trying to think of his name with the white hair. Um, oh, damn it, dude. <laughs> he has the same level of eyebrows, but they're just black as night. Yeah. I lo- uh, FTR, you know, FTR, um, it's going to be weird for FTR, I think. Because I don't, I think Tony is still fully behind like this high flying stuff and FTR is completely opposite. And it's a weird clash of styles. Uh, but it's good that if they're going to stick around, I think that's a really good thing, right? For them, because if they go to WWE, they got the Usos and that's it. Yeah. They would have to, well, I mean, I guess this means that they're staying around. So it looks like we're going to get them in the guns. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Vince McMahon's under disguise out here with his mustache and his bleached black Jesus hair. Jesus fucking Christ. He's creeping around. He's backstage at AEW. Hey, pal. Looking like the dude from fucking uh, Gone with the Wind. Uh, Brian Danielson said they compared him to uh, uh, Gomez, the Adams family. The oh, Lord. One. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I wish I could have seen that. And also, that is the best thing Vince McMahon could have done. If he would have just showed up, like, I'm uh, my brother Jeff McMahon or something. I was he like, does I'm have gonna, a brother I'm named gonna... Jeff, right? <laughs> Doesn't no he look idea. just like him? <laughs> yes, yes. Wrestling's but, weird, yeah. man. This, uh, so, this tag team match was all right. I, I I lost interest a lot. What the fuck was with having? Um, oh the, man. I will say the crowd lost interest a lot until like Danhausen got involved. Danhausen and Jay Lethal like popped the crowd a lot, and then they claimed like had a comeback, and the crowd popped for that. But it was like literally just Danhausen because they're like, Sanjay oh, he, they're doing the ass boys thing. <laughs> Because he made that gimmick. Saddam Singh and Sanjay Dutt were in matching outfits, and that was so fucking distracting <laughs> outside. And it looked more like it looked more like Saddam Singh was dressed up like Sanjay Dutt than Sanjay Dutt was dressed up like Saddam Singh. Because that's what he normally wears. So that was fucking, I don't know. Shout and honestly, to, shout out to Sanjay Dunn for being like the most old school heel manager. He's like, I'll poke your eye out with a pencil. I'm like, I, got the pencil I'm, man. I got to mark stuff down on my clipboard. Like he's literally hitting all of the old school 80s. <laughs> Shit. It's good. 
And it was 100% what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> he was like, all right, I guess Jay Leaves was going to take a bunch of bumps. <laughs> Which is what yeah. happened. Orange Cassidy, Jay Leaves, they took a bunch of fucking bumps. And uh, if you go back and listen to our preview from last week, they took That's a bunch of fucking bumps. <laughs> and then the ass boys won. That was it. That was the... And FTR came back, which I think we also predicted. I think we did mention that that was definitely a possibility. Yeah, FTR uh, worked worked themselves into a actual work. <laughs> they were trying to do the work shoot thing, and they're like, "Well, they have to show up now." And it's like, "Yeah, they kind of do." I'm not being. I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not trying to be selfish against because I do like. I think the guns have a shitload of potential. And I obviously like the acclaim, but I kind of want FTR to beat the guns and go back to them having their final stretch with the young bucks so that we can have that final, finally have that rubber match between them for the tag titles. Um, but I don't want the acclaim to be forgotten about. Yeah. The trio's titles were just a terrible idea with all the injuries they had and how they split up the tag division. Mm-hmm. It made more sense before Kenny got hurt, which is when it was originally pitched, and then they put it in to effect after, God, it was after Forbidden Door, like September, and then Kenny got hurt. Like, well, wasn't hurt, but he wasn't 100%, and then you had the CM Punk thing, they were suspended for a month, and then they come back, and it's like, the fuck, and that by that time, all the other storylines of wrestlers that were three pieces outside of like dark triangle were just gone, right? Like they, they didn't exist. So it's, it's kind of bad book. And like, I don't know, you bring Kenny Omega back. He lost like technically lost the title, right? Because he was injured. You bring him back straight to the title match. You don't even bother with this elite. Who cares about the fucking trios titles and the elite? They're better off. I'm so glad that house of black won these fucking belts that mean nothing. Uh, just because <laughs> you can separate, you can separate the two. Cause you need the bucks and Kenny to, I'm not going to say they're going to like, they're not, you know, it's not stone cold fucking Steve Austin. Kenny Omega is not stone cold. Steve Austin. He's not going to take this sub bitch. Take this sub bitch to the moon. What? Um, he's not going to do that, <laughs> but he is the biggest star on their fucking, like he's the, he's the one they built the company around like, as a, as a single star and go out there and have great matches with anyone. Um, but if I can, him and the bucks working together, you're wasting three talents on one match. WWE be like, ain't doing that. What? <laughs> nope. You know what I mean? Like that'd be like if you put Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley in a tag team, like you guys are going against maximum male models today. <laughs> Make no sense. So, I mean, that, Brock would quit. That's, that's still better than what they have lined up for WrestleMania, but uh, yeah. Notice Brock has not been on television at all. <laughs> Second week in a row. So we'll, we'll find out how good that that's going to be. When we get Brock's there. Just, He's just hanging out at Austin's ranch. Austin doesn't even know about it. He's like, God damn, Brock. Didn't know you were over there in the horse stables. <laughs> God damn, dude. I saw you grazing over there. Thought you were a fucking bull. You homie, you don't worry. You some Uber Eats, some Grubhub, some what? Instacart. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> All right. The match that we, we came to see. MJF, Brian Danielson, 60-minute Iron Man match. What Hell. a fucking Iron Man match, man. Hell of a fucking match. I said, I, 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 when we talked about it last week, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Because Brian's been working a very specific, very fast-paced match. Like, the way he gets all his shit in is very quick. He's doing all his shit quick. Even if he has a 20-minute match, it's like, bam, 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 bam. And, like, he has all cardio all day. Uh, <laughs> Jeff's like, nope. <laughs> Someone... Uh, I can't remember who the fuck it was, but someone was like, MJF is the HBK of the situation about this match. He was wearing the uh, same colors as Shawn Michaels from the Iron Man match. If no one was realizing the white with the golden black trim on the side. And if you're, if you're a huge fan of the boyhood dream title win in the Iron Man match going into overtime, it was very much that. I Get love the fuck out of my ring. That's what Sean <laughs> said to Brett right after the match. <laughs> Shoot style. <laughs> Brett was not happy about that. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, but it, it was very uh, much. It was. It was very much that though. It was that kind of match, right? Like. Uh, they did get into what I was talking about with the uh, weird interference. I thought for sure Blackpool Combat Club was going to be way more heel <laughs> against Brian Danielson than they were, but we kind of got a little bit of it, right? Like we had the one DQ. Yeah, let's very let's smart. Let's go into the uh, the wins, um, and we'll kind of like tag on some of the highlights. First win, 25 minutes of the match. Daniel Bryan got his uh, Usaku knee right to the face. Uh, and then he got a DQ a couple minutes later when MJF just fucking gave him a low blow. And then, you know, back to back, both got pins on him uh, from this. And then MJF ended up pinning him after a heat seeker. And then Daniel submitted MJF with the regal stretch. And in sudden death, we have MJF getting Danielson after he knocked him in the head with the uh, the oxygen tank um, and made him submit to his own LaBelle lock. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do some details. I definitely have some stuff involving a kid getting fucking water. Actually, no, it was a margarita uh, thrown in his face and other situations like that. But uh, did you have a problem with any of the pins, Chris? Uh, I Like the DQ... I thought it was brilliant of fucking MJF to take advantage of that. Um, and I love the setup of throwing off the scent uh, and ended up going up for the oxygen tank and nailing uh, Brian Danielson. But MJF sold this as like, I cannot walk anymore. I can't breathe anymore. Give me this oxygen tank. He's going it's outside great. and drinking water that he put, that he planted underneath the ring. <laughs> yeah. Rick, Rick Flair was looking at his notebook and be like, never used an oxygen tank. <laughs> that was, that's a new one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't think of a heel. that was like, holy shit, I need oxygen. <laughs> Can you think of a time that's ever happened where someone's like, oh, I'm so gassed. I need oxygen. That's like a very sports. It probably thing. happened it's... in Tennessee or some shit. <laughs> Damn, Brian's like, sometime. motherfucker. <laughs> like Brian Danielson staying across the room. Like, he gets oxygen. <laughs> I guess, count him out. 
and Brian Danielson's sell of everything, and then just you know the ref obviously gets caught, and you know takes he takes the big bump off the oxygen. It's great. It's very old school. Um, not gonna be for everybody. People are like, that was a bullshit finish. Brian Danielson's your one, goddamn. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I also called it. I was like. Yo, fucking MJF's gonna like cheat. He's all of his L's are gonna be cheating. Did Brian Danielson actually beat? I can't remember if he actually beat him clean in anything, or if it was just the MJF was cheated to lose. No, no, he got him. He got him with the like I said, the Busaku knee at the first fall, and then he later on submitted him with the regal stretch, which was a nice little. It was 5-4, right? It was a 5-4? Uh, at the end of it, it was 4-3, um, four, three, the final. Yeah. yeah. But two of those were because MJF, you know, got a DQ, hit him in the balls, and then pinned him really quick. So uh, just work smarter, not harder, you know, especially if you're in there for an hour. Hour and five minutes, man. MJF really did show that. He can go, oh, dude. He, yeah. I, I really want the him at Orton match now. Because he got into full fucking Randy Orton <laughs> at the end of this match. He's a little bit gassed. He's like, fuck it, I'm fucking Orton. I'm Randy Orton now. I got to keep on going. I got this. They looked yeah. like they were in a struggle. Did you see that fucking hematoma on Max's forehead? Especially yeah, he in the got, press conference. He got knocked like pretty hard. <laughs> Great fucking elbow drop to the uh, outside uh, through the table. That was a nice spot. Um, okay, should we talk about the big fucking, you know, the, 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 the thing that well, made a lot of people angry? All right, before we do that, let's talk about this match, right? Which was fucking great. Uh, second best, uh, second or third best match of the year, in my yeah. opinion. Where do you I place agree. it? Do you, do you place this above Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega? I was doing that in my head. I, all right, so I love the... I don't know, man. This was great. Those, those. It's very hard between those two for me to analyze, because Kenny and and and, and uh, Osprey, they had like a new age, new Japan match with a lot of the old school traits, but still more of the faster pace and a lot of the fucking suplexes on the necks that should not happen in certain ways, and doing all these crazy things, but still keeping it a good paced actual match. Uh, but this was fucking great. This was old school as hell. Like those world of sports spots where, or, or maybe like Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, where they were rolling around with the pins. That was awesome. I mean, it was just, it was like an old school Iron Man match. I really can't give it another description other than that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, this one's tough for me. And all I'm going to say is like, Cody Rhodes and and fucking Roman Reigns probably in the gym right now, figuring it out. I I I bet that match is going to be ridiculous. I 100% think that match is going to be fucking ridiculous because I yeah. feel like they're going to take out all of the bloodline beforehand. So it is just Cody versus Roman, and he's going to make Roman work his athletic Georgia Tech defensive tackle or defensive end ass off in that match. Oh yeah. Because they got uh, something to and, prove. Ro- and I'll say this. Roman's got two matches. And, and we're at the beginning of the year. 
But he's his match with Kevin Owens was awesome, and even without the the stuff afterwards, which obviously was the main thing, but his stuff with Sammy, his match with Sammy was awesome as well too. So to see him try to outdo those two matches is going to be hard with Cody by itself, let yeah, alone this that, one. So that so that's what's gonna that's what's funny when you start looking at like some of the matches is people will be like, well, you're just this type of fan if you pick new japan right like if i it was like if i like the uh omega <laughs> the omega osprey match right? you're a new japan fan right because the fans mm-hmm. reacted this way or you're this type of fan it's like well you know like that's sammy that sammy zane match <laughs> was, was awesome. pretty fucking good <laughs> i don't know if it was a technical masterpiece it's pretty good <laughs> Yeah, so just, I mean, all of those guys, all six of those guys, and throwing Kevin too, they're all masters. MJF, Brian Danielson, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns, Sammy, Zayn, you know, what do you expect? It's, it's going to be a good another, year. Roman's on another level right now, but yeah. This, this was a great, I don't want to take anything away from this. I just, I've seen a lot of like, this has to be number one match. I was like, I think it depends on who you are, really. Like it's a, it's they did the battle royal thing up to six. You know, they did the the Sean Brett thing where it goes into overtime. But the thing about Sean and Brett going in overtime wasn't that the first fall. They, yeah, overtime? their first fall was in overtime. Yep. So when you take when you do interferences and stuff, which I kind of assume they would do with MJF, he's like, "Fuck this guy! Why, why, why not chop his arm off with the machete, get the DQ, then he can't wrestle me if he only has one arm." It's a good point because he's because he's evil, right? Um, but yeah, the the story building up to it and uh, everything else, but like in ring quality, they've put on a hell of a fucking match, MJF. Four or five years from now, we'll be talking about, like, uh, Hall of Famer. And, dude, guess he'll be, I think like... he's that good. He's He'll be, like, 31, 32 at that time. <laughs> That's the ridiculous well, I mean, part. It, it, well, the team, like, uh, I think when I was on uh, Tom Clark... Uh, well, I was just hanging out in the chat in Tom Clark's main event he was like you live in the time of mjf like people lived in the time of rick flair and i was like i lived in the time of stone cold steve austin i lived in the what? time with the rock the rock 26 years old right like <laughs> youngest i lived in the time of orton sometimes people are just that fucking good right <laughs> you know whether whether you like them or not they're just that fucking good to the mass and mjf has a very specific swagger. Uh, his perfect opponent is is Jeff Hardy. I hope they can get Jeff Hardy. That would be a good person for him to go against. He needs some baby faces to go through um, before he inevitably drops that belt. Uh, you know, at the next pay per view, which is their biggest pay per view, Double or Nothing. And when is Double or Nothing? Is it May? Or is it June? June, May. It's after because I know they also they also have April. uh, April, So they also have the uh, Forbidden Door as well. Um, So we'll we'll see, but it should be a summer for MJF 
Uh, and the only person also, I could think of like, would be taking for, it off forbid- from anytime. I was going to say, for Forbidden Door, can you have my boy Okada not show up in like a bootleg ass suit? You got to just from it. Some yeah. shit. He's he's the man that makes it run rain money. Like, I would assume that it's going to be him versus MGF. Have him show up like full ass Gucci ass suit. Tony oh, Khan, you got the money. That would be an match. <laughs> that would yes. be a fucking great match. Um, yeah, seriously. DK, buy Okada some suits. Um, make sure they're silk and shit. Have Jericho do it. Put it on his tab. I'm sure he's if good. You're, if you're Okada and Tanahashi and you got brought into that bullshit, they're just like, here's some stuff for you. It's just random shit they pulled out of Goodwill. Like, WWE wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, if Okada going to show up. If Okada were to show up trying to wear that, they would be like, uh, we kind of want you in a suit, bro. Or they would have told him ahead of time to, how to wear, you know, his clothes. So it's just, it's just weird. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was, a, that was, uh, the pay-per-view for the most part. That was really good. The main event definitely was the big match, but having a couple matches build up, everything kept my attention and I ended up watching the whole thing. So. You know, I thought, and I hate to say this, I thought it was going to be worse than it ended up being, and ended up being a pretty damn good pay-per-view. So, kudos to uh, Tony. He's usually good with these pay-per-views. His building and his and his booking to get to them, you know, here and there. But the pay-per-views usually have great matches, I will say. Yeah, I'm going to go with just exceeded my expectations, and the wrestlers made the show better than it should have been. Based yeah. off the build. Yep. Like, Moxley versus Hangman, like, the build for that was garbage, right? But they got there, and it was a really good match. But that was because Moxley and Hangman were trying to kill each other. <laughs> Literally, they probably could have, with some of the crazy shit that they did. <laughs> what, is, what the fuck, what does Cornette call her a day? <laughs> Moxley <laughs> has this long ass delayed shit. John Moxley good. Oh J- yeah, John Moxley good. That's what it's like. Renee Moxley good at the bell tower. Um, um, they they should get her more involved, really, if they're gonna continue this with Hangman. Which Dark Order needs to get the fuck out of the way of this. Because Hangman just beat him in his own match, right? So Moxley's coming back. And then, like, you would hope, which is not going to happen, because I guess they moved him to Ring of Honor. Like, Kingston should be coming back. Like, King of Street Fights, right? I don't know. I guess he's not coming back at all, and now he's going to be in... uh... You know, I I have to say, I, I don't know if I agree with that whole thing, but... I would not strictly keep Eddie Kingston to just Ring of Honor if I were them, but that's just my wouldn't opinion. It be, wouldn't it be amazing if fucking Matt Cardona showed up with a fucking pizza cutter? He's like, I'm the king of the street fights. Jesus. I would love to see John Moxley just wait. I've already seen that. Never mind. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that we did see that. Yeah. Uh, 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 hey, Cardona's a good dude. <laughs> 20 bucks, fam. 
get to get a picture, man. Put that Keep shit in my hand. <laughs> well, I think that was like pretty much all the big things on Dynamite as well, because we talked about the Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs match. Um. Oh, are we talking about important wrestling now? Well, we're going to move on to Raw, but I'm just trying to make sure that we we wrap up with AEW. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm done with the AEW stuff. Like, look, I'm sorry. Look, WWE is a better product right now. Get over it. Get better. Stop. (laughs) Stop bitching about it online. It's better. It has more viewers, has better storylines. Has a better main event, main event, like you and a better main event. A main event. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you, you expect Brian Danielson, at like thirty-eight years old, to go out and have a sixty-minute match every night. No. Like WWE's better. Sorry. Like yeah, I, it, I agree. It, it it's better right now. It doesn't mean it's better for forever. It doesn't mean you have to copy everything they're doing, TNA. But it does mean that you need to book storylines that are important that people care about, and they have no storyline for the next follow-up to MJF. Like, who, who, who is the next guy for MJF? MJF Stay. wasn't there. He was just a small promo from after the match. Like, this is stuff like for a, you know, a follow-up show on Dynamite right after pay-per-view. Just like your go-home shows. I know that's very WWE to think, I guess, but it's not. It's the wrestling industry. And when you come back and it's like, it was good to get Ruby, you know, talking, and she had a match with Sky Blue, who's like this new up-and-comer that the AEW fans love. And, you know, that was a good segment. AR Fox and Top Flight having a match and losing to Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, setting up that thing with the Elite and House of Black. The Jay Lethal Orange Cassidy match for the All Atlantic was a good match. All I'm saying is, like, a lot of this, besides the Wardlow and Hobbs match, which was kind <laughs> of weird, there wasn't a lot of information based off what just happened from the pay per view. It was just like other stuff. Yeah, he's just reset. You know what WWE did? And this is props to um, good old Triple H. I am the game. Triple H was like, yo, we booked these storylines like four months out. <laughs> Here's the storylines. <laughs> like, I I get it. AEW is different. The in-ring work's different the way – but it's not that different, right? Like NXT the couple years ago where Triple H was with Johnny Gargano and um, – Champa and like uh, Velveteen Dream, like it was there. Like yep. he had what AEW is actually going for. AEW had what they were going for. They declined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of themselves a bit. They I have mean, great matches. That that's what I'll say about AEW. Like we have great matches. Yep. But there's not the there's no build to it right is there There's, a need to watch the show as much as there used to be no i just watched the fucking pay-per-view like did i did i need to watch mjf versus brian danielson through that entire time period or just watch that 60 minute match they had with a uh, 10 minute interlude beforehand yeah i mean like yep 
I, I just want to give props to WWE because like WWE actually has done a good job of long-term story booking. And I, I have yelled at them and bitched at them for years and years and years on this podcast, but they got their shit lined up. They're like, Hey, Brock don't want to do that. All right. He's going against almost, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's still, it still says like, all right, well, you got to switch a finish real quick. And Bobby like DQ Bobby finish. That's it. But everything else is in line of, of what they're trying to do. They're like, this is where we're going. It's exactly um, for, for better or worse, but it's, you know, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, uh, Tony Khan has uh, Jeff Jarrett there. He could always get Shark Boy and the ghost of New Jack to crawl, in, <laughs> crawl into a kiddie pool together. <laughs> love. R.I.P. New Jack. <laughs> I feel like Shut New Jack. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> boy. That's what he screamed yeah. back at you from hell, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like New Jack would like that, you know. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. Eh. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I was like. WWE is whipping the wholesale ass, dude. It's whip. It's not even close. It's not like this is not a race. <laughs> it's like a race. If I ran a thousand yards ahead of you, tore my ACL, and I had to move fifty more feet. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's, it's not funny. a race, dude. For me, coming back into wrestling around 2014-15, uh, and the coolest product, honestly, when I first came back was Lucha Underground. I was like really into it. I was, it was so different. And of course, yeah, I was cool. checking other stuff out. And then it became, you know, NXT and New Japan. Those two products were so fucking hot for a while. And then, you know, obviously, AEW kind of took that. It's gone now back to WWE. I'm actually looking forward to WWE more so than other promotions. And it's been a while. It's been fucked. Like seven or eight years now that I've been watching again. Something like that. It's been, it took a while for WWE to do something, but they finally did. Yeah. I mean, they just kind of like chilled because they didn't have to do anything. <laughs> you know, like when you're better than everyone else, you don't really have to do anything. No. And especially like watch, with. Let's like Kobe Bryant, 07, 08. <laughs> Here, you don't really have to do anything, Kobe. <laughs> You're just that good. Iverson, <laughs> 63 point MVP, uh, 63 points a game, MVP season or whatever the fuck. Like, sometimes you're just that good. Wayne Gretzky, you, sometimes you're just that good, right? Like, <laughs> Bo Jackson. That, that's WWE right now. They're skyrocketing, and AEW's like doing well. Wrestling is doing well overall. That's the crazy part. Is it actually <laughs> there is more eyes on wrestling than there has been in a long time? Because if you if you separate, you know, WWE and AEW, and you get like two million on Monday, like three or four million on uh, three million on uh, Friday, right? And the one million in the middle, that's like that's pretty good. That's like five six million people. It's not football. It's never going to no. be. It's never going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. That is a rising phoenix of a man. 
Yeah. That whole era, though, man, I just was it just was somehow so perfect the way it ended up. But also from an era that didn't have streaming options and DVRs to be able to record stuff. So there were different principles for being able to. But I mean, it will never be like that again. I don't think the only thing that competes with that is the mid to late 80s because of how big, you know, WWF was and. Because Jim Cornette inflates every fucking number ever. He's like, I had 40,000 at the Saddle Dome. You're like, they can't fit 40,000 in the Saddle Dome, homie. Sorry. Jim Cornette's like, he works people so hard, and they just accept it. They're like, ah. Saddle Dome, 40,000. What are you going to tell him? (laughs) Saddle Dome only fits like 2,000, dude. (laughs) Have I ever told you that Jim Cornette reminds me so much of Mr. Garrison. <laughs> he kind of does. Like, now that you said that, he is not okay. No, no, that's, that's Mr. Right. Mackey. I'm talking about the oh. actual teacher. You're like, <laughs> stupid pants! Yeah, but except for he's obviously not gay, but, you know, Mr. Slave, Mrs. Slave, whatever. Um, Whatever Cornette's into. Well, I guess he would be the slave in this situation. <laughs> but whatever, you know. Uh, anyways, um, let's... yeah. No, no, no. Let's 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 expand this a little bit. No, no. We we don't have we don't have to talk about S and M and and Jim Cornette and his 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 lady. Uh, if they like, no, we're not supposed to kink shame anymore. So. Oh, that's what's offensive. Not Jim Cornette. God, yeah. <laughs> kink shaming Jim Cornette is the offensive thing. Not everything. Hey, I'm just trying to go Kentucky, by the principles that are laid down nowadays. Louisville, Kentucky, Jim Cornette is. is not. Can't, well, if, he, okay. if, he likes, if he likes to watch other dudes bang his wife in front of him, you know, more power to fine. him, I guess. That's fine. Some of the other I, things with Jim Cornette. <laughs> not so much. All right. So let's um, – I think the first thing we should talk about WWE-related – uh, the big announcement from last night, man. We were wondering what was going on with the Hall of Fame, and they announced the first person to be put into it. And I don't know why I didn't see this coming. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but usually, other than Edge, who came back from, you know, retiring, usually you're retired and then you go in the Hall of Fame. So I don't know what that says about, you know, building up to Mania. They put more interest, Chris, last night. Between the Dominic, you know, it almost came to blows once again, and it, it, it just feels like it's it's boiling up at this point. Every time Dominic gets in his face and it, he starts pushing him, like it's going to happen. So I'm wondering what's going to happen at Mania. It's probably going to be the two of them. But uh, Rey Mysterio, very, uh, you know, very uh, good person to go in the Hall of Fame, I would say. 100%. Probably the most I... over Luchador, right? Even more than uh, Mil Mascaras and uh, El Santo, I'd say he's the most known luchador of all time, right? You would have to say so. I mean, like WrestleMania alone, yeah, right. Um, and uh, no one hates like everyone loves Ray, right? So, you, I'm assuming that it's going to be Vicky doing the induction, right? Could see that, but uh, you know, see, let, let's think about people. It could be Chavo. It could yeah. Be yeah. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, I would think one of those three people. Chavo, Vicky, <laughs> Conan. Vicky would make the most sense. Uh, she'd be like, ask your husband. Hey. He, like, Ray punches somebody out there or something. Yeah. But I thought it was going to, I actually thought it was going to be Muda. Well, there, there's room for Muda. I'm hoping that that's definitely one of the people. Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I, love, I love Mysterio, but, like, Muda. <laughs> it's Muda, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> well, how do you, how do you specifically, you like Ray, though, going in? Do yeah, think, of course. Do you he, think there's any chance deserves. that? Do you think there's any chance that he might hang it up after Mania? Taking the um, pin to his son, maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. Well, it's just weird. Like I said, besides Edge, who came out of retirement, usually once you go to the Hall of Fame, that's when you retire. So, Well, Saudi Arabia throws a different king into it where I have Undertaker versus fucking Goldberg. So, like, my that's ability good. is determined retire. Well, Taker's not even – Taker's still not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, no, he went in last year. That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He but is. he's officially retired now. So he had he had seven holes for seven souls and he told us about, about that it for forty five yeah, minutes. Tony Robbins with the fucking mic attached to his head and shit. Uh, Listen here, I got a whole refuge of tigers that you can lock and support. Uh, guys need to get your life together. Uh, <laughs> make understandings of your existence. It's not it's not my fault that Goldberg went up heavy. <laughs> He just went up heavy. Son of a bitch came down and almost killed me. Uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, we know what happened. He he threw you on your head, and you're like, fuck this guy, and tomb some of the shit out of him. <laughs> Take her. Just rolled <laughs> never. Up. He's never once fucked up <laughs> like a tombstone. He grabbed Goldberg up in that one. He was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. that was Austin. Sorry. Stupid son of a bitch. Goddamn kid. Bitch. <laughs> that's that's very that in general that's very Texas. They're like fuck that guy. <laughs> Dumb bastard. What? Goldberg Goldberg's out here talking about. It. It's like they're calling me. They're, they're calling me. They might want me back for a mania. I was like against you. <laughs> and who wants you back? Have you seen this? What, he wants one last match? He wants one last match, but he's also talking about how, like, people are calling him for one last match. Like, he's he's prepositioning it like, I am a sexy lady. <laughs> well, well, dude, if he wants one last match, I mean, honestly, even though I never have been a fan of Goldberg in the ring, him putting over someone else, like, say, his quote-unquote godson, Braun Breaker... You know, at WrestleMania maybe next year or some shit. That gives them credibility because of who Goldberg is. I think that's the important thing. If he wants to have one last match and squash Dolph Ziggler, he can fuck off though. Like if I'm Triple H, I, if I'm Triple H, I'm like you're losing Kevin Owens. 
just a dick. I mean, like, you know, fuck, who cares? No one wants to see Goldberg have another match. Yeah. Brock's the only person that's been able to carry him through a fucking match, which is just Brock throwing him through things. All right. Um, but yeah, good, good, good for Ray. I'm looking forward to seeing this kind of stretch out. I expect possibly Batista to be on this. Um, you said another person, Bat- great Muda. I think is Muda it- is their international star. Because they always do that every year. Yeah. Batista makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. It's kind of cool if him and Ray both get inducted since they had such a rivalry. If they get inducted the same thing. But who's the headliner there? Cooler, it'd be even cooler if they had a match at Mania with Dominic as a special guest referee. Uh, well, Dominic but, would screw his dad over. And he'd probably say, hey, I was happy they kind of went there. He, he said, I actually wish that Eddie was my father. And not you, Dominic, man. He's he's getting that heel shit down. That's what I he's say. getting really good at it. He's getting really good at it. I feel oh. like like Rhea and Finn and Damian Priest, they haven't been allowed to get to what that is, but they just keep poking him. They're like, you can do it for all of us. <laughs> he's just like fucking heat seeker. With the mullet. People hate him. <laughs> God. I, like, last pay-per-view, um, Santos, uh, I'm Escobar. trying to remember the guy's name. Escobar. When he called her mommy, I was like, you're done, dude. <laughs> you're dead. That was dead for rights, man. <laughs> she caught him with a power bomb. I was like, deserve, deservedly so. <laughs> God, dude, Rhea Ripley is such a badass. Oh, Lord. We need well, to get the big women slapping me and the big men slapping me in t-shirts. Because, like, her and Beth Phoenix, I was like, holy shit. It's true, man. They were out there. They were out there throwing. Hoss fight. Um, so let's talk about another heel. This is something else that happened on Raw. We're kind of going out of order a bit. But, um... Logan Paul and Seth Rollins kind of went back and forth. I really wish I usually get a chance to try to refresh and rewatch the uh, promos, but I didn't this time. But I remember being very enthralled with this. And at the end of it, you know, Rollins gets distracted and gets uh, knocked the fuck out on his ass by Logan Paul. So and he's really embracing before, you know, like the last time he was here. Now, with Roman, I don't know. It's it's never that he was trying to be the baby face, but I don't think he was fully trying to become the heel. And this whole thing with Seth and also him in the Royal Rumble, he's fully just saying fuck it and doesn't give a shit if people are booing him. And I like that. I definitely like that. I think they, they, they might steal the show, Chris. I have no idea. Logan and Seth could definitely steal the match or the, the shows for matches. Are you are you, are you gonna you put your money down on uh, Tyler Black Seth Rollins being like he's new HBK show showstopper? Pretty much because he's, he's gonna yeah he's gonna have to carry him through a good good amount of the match. Logan Paul was awesome in this program, uh, like this promo segment by the way. But I mean like yeah. a full on like WrestleMania like Ric Flair Shawn 
Michaels Taker type match thing. I don't. He's not gonna. Hit me. He's not gonna give you that. He's man. I mean, I can't say anything against him. Uh, every time I think he's not gonna do it, and he like he knocks it out of the park. Like I mean, regardless if it was at a Saudi Arabia pay per view, that match with Roman Reigns in the main event for the title was. He shouldn't have been able to do that. So I think he'll have a good match with Seth Rollins. Seth is at a different level, I think, when it comes to in-ring, like, aerobatic. Like, he think, I think he'll be a good person for Logan to play off of, basically. But, yes, he'll have to carry this match. Yeah, poor Seth's going to be bumping all over the place. He's used to it. Um, um, yeah, I, lo- I love the shit out of this segment. I don't understand why Miz is involved, though. I don't either. I was going to say the same thing. I like, guess other than you know I you? have a talk show? Like, I guess. But I don't need him. He's hosting it. I'm hoping that he gets hijacked. I think you might have been suggesting this. Or someone else maybe did. Maybe it was Mikey. That uh, someone, that The Rock hi- ends up hijacking the show from The Miz. And it ends up hosting it. Maybe he beats the crap out of him or something. That'd be fun. Miz versus The Rock. There you go. Well, no, I don't need a match. I mean, but it's The Miz, right? So it doesn't matter. One rock bottom, kick his arm out. You know. See, that's the the problem with The Miz not winning matches. (laughs) Because, like, if The the Miz had won a bunch of matches, and The Rock just rock bottomed him at WrestleMania and did people's elbow and everybody popped... Like, oh shit, Survivor Series. Yep. Um, I guess John Cena. <laughs> well, sorry. I'm glad that you mentioned him. John <laughs> Cena uh, ended up finally accepting the match with Austin Theory, but really cut into him. Um, basically, he wouldn't accept the match. It had nothing to do with the title. He just didn't think that uh, theory was worth this time basically. And that he was a joke and that the people don't, he basically did to him what he did to Roman, uh, when Roman was struggling as a baby face. And he also did the same thing. The rock when the rock came back and wrote fucking his, his promo on his arm. He basically like, I don't know how much of this was not, you know, expected to Austin, but my God, did he really go into him? And finally at the end accepted the match I kind of to put Austin out of his misery, sort of like I'm, I'm, I'm interested. This is another promo. I was to rewatch ahead of this, but weird tactic. Usually, especially baby faces will put over the person they're going to go against. And I know it's John Cena and we'll see what happens from this. But um, yeah, Austin didn't look good. I, he made a comment about John's bald spot, but Cena completely recovered from that and destroyed him. So I'm wondering when Austin will look better in this situation. But still, Chris, uh, Southern Honor Wrestling used to watch this kid, and now he's at WrestleMania, the U.S. <laughs> champion, going against fucking John Cena, like two years later. Evolve. I, I know him from Evolve. You were you were there at the Southern Honor Wrestling holding him down for the A-Town. Um, good for him, man. Wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if Kevin Owens is like – Shows up and fights John Cena. <laughs> Gives him a stunner afterwards, just for old times' sake. Eh, I mean, like, 
they had some. I would say some of the best John Cena matches I've seen in the past. We'll go ten years. Uh, the Punk match, the CM Punk match where Punk took the title back to Chicago. Uh, Is that him and him and or Money in the Bank. One of those. Yeah, AJ Styles beating him and yep, uh, him losing the like the uh, little straps in the ring or whatever, which was good. And then uh, Kevin Owens beating him for the U.S. title. Step it on it. Like, I don't need this belt. <laughs> this belt means nothing to me. <laughs> Cena has no problem putting people over, but do you think this was a good way to start the feud by completely dismantling Austin Theory and completely killing his credibility as a wrestler, basically? I think there is a way you can make Cena heal really quickly. Gotcha. It's a very interesting right. way of going like, about it. Oh, Cena's like, oh, got the, or make, a, yeah, it's it's weird to think about because it's like it's John Cena. He should be going against Roman, really, real, like if we're doing fantasy matchups or, or whatever. But he's going against Austin Theory. Theory has to win this match. Yeah, Cena's not doing this shit. Like he's got Fast and the Furious Ten coming out, which is the what that's supposed to be the the final Fast and the Furious. It's like saying it's the final Final Fantasy. I just don't believe it. <laughs> um, What's uh, another weird thing that happened after this? Well, not really weird. It was kind of cool, but. You know, I feel like we should see this visual after Cody defeats Roman, but John Cena calling out Cody Rhodes and him raising his arm at the uh, at the top of the ramp uh, and kind of putting Cody over a bit. But maybe we'll see that, them reunite at WrestleMania. I wish that, I wish I wish that, that Cody would blah, 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 with his mouth or something. Because he knows that song's a banger. Can can nobody lie about John Cena theme song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Cody made an impact on SmackDown, which is yeah. on Friday and not Thursday. But um, he's trying his best, man. I don't. I still these crowds. They're not. They're not done with the uh, Sammy. Sammy's still the biggest star. It's weird. Well, they definitely love him. Um, another big thing. So at WrestleMania, and makes me think that Damage Control are going to cost the belts from here until Mania uh, for the tag belts. But we're doing Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus uh, against Damage Control with no titles on the line. But still, it's Becky, Lita, and Trish on one team. Uh, and then, you know, I love you and, and uh, Bailey and... You know, Dakota's fine as well. But uh, this should be a good match. Do you think this is going to be a good match, Chris? Uh, And do you think that titles will remain on them? Or will, I don't know, Damage Control screw them over leading up to that to get them off of them? Because, you know, first and foremost, yeah, first and foremost, do something better with all of this group because some of the best female wrestlers you have. Um, 
Yeah, I think they're just going to do that match. This this is not what I predicted because I thought they were going to do like a weird tag match or like somehow figure a way to separate, you know, Bailey and Lita or Bailey and Trish um, as partners to go against one another. But yeah, we're just doing a three way. That's what's hot on the streets. Yeah, pretty much. Okada called me. He told me, Dane. That uh, called you. Matches. Yeah, he called me. He just he just te- he just texted me. Um, he said. Uh, um, he said. <laughs> he said. You know what's hot on the streets? <laughs> Trios uh, matches. <laughs> He's like <laughs> me and my boys. I can't even I can't even take it seriously. I fucking hate trios matches. The fuck you can't make that a mania match. Just separate it out into singles matches. I mean they're gonna make it a fucking mania match as a trios tag match and no one will give a fucking single shit, which sucks because it's Lita and Trish. Well, at least we're getting Lita and Trish at Mania, I guess. I don't know. We'll, sw- but I we'll swap you. them. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. I would have totally <laughs> done like, just do damage control against, if you really want to do the Ronda and Shayna, so do a three-way with the actual champs for the titles, and then do Bailey and Trish, because Bailey's wanted to have a singles match for Trish. So yeah, let her so, have that match. Yeah, I mean, that's the prediction I gave from last show. I was like, yeah. you know, Bailey should get in their heads and be like, yo, <laughs> Lita doesn't even like you. She has the same color hair as you, or <laughs> whatever, like, start twisting. And twisting and twisting, and then actually, you know, know what I mean? <laughs> and actually, you know what would be even better if it was just Lita versus Trish. Yeah, I agree. They pissed, they pissed each other off, but you could swap it, or you could just make it a normal tag match, three way match though. Like, eh. and I like I said, I I won't be surprised if those titles end up on someone else. Um. Because I, I don't know why, you, like, I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of the, the women's tag division, because there is none, really, but why the fuck would you have it on two people that are going to be in a match that's not involved with those titles at WrestleMania? <laughs> so I'm assuming Damage Control is going to fuck over them in a match at some point. Well, you saw the WWE just lost uh, Saray in NXT, right? Yeah, I heard about that. Is she going? Um, I'm I'm assuming she's going to New Japan uh, through Stardom or something. I would assume Stardom, but I don't know. The next, uh, I mean, she showed a lot of promise, man. The women, the the Japanese uh, female wrestlers that that Triple H has you know help, helped pick out with Matt Bloom and everyone have all been fucking some of the best wrestlers in the world. So she well, she was showing a lot of potential. <laughs> Jimmy hit her at two uh, NXT tryouts, and they turned her down both times. So, yeah, she had she had to form her look though, and kind of encompass something. That's what she was missing for a little while, like when she first came to uh, AEW, <laughs> and then she dropped out, changed her look, went back to stardom in the UK, built herself back up, and then came back and got signed. So. I mean. Yeah, that I mean that's kind of like being like Brian Danielson had to formulate his look by growing a beard. A little bit different, but yeah, sure. Um, 
I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Like, she was good. You're talking about NXT. Like, well, main roster, I get what you're saying, but. I just think that NXT. she didn't stand out until kind of like recently when she came back repackaged. Uh, <laughs> she was she was literally, uh, what's her name? But She's Blair Davenport now, but uh, B. Priestley's a tag partner. Yeah. Before that. uh, That's all like, I swear at. Yeah, what's B, B's and, well, that company doesn't exist, but NXT UK doesn't exist, technically. No, she's, she's well, in NXT. Exist. She's uh she's injured, though, right now, but she's just normally, I think, in NXT now. One of the people that made it. Still has a terrible name, Blair Davenport. Pretty sure Davenport's yeah. a toilet. Hopefully, uh, hopefully she's able to get out of that and just be uh, Will Ospreay's manager. Uh I don't know if she wants to. <laughs> Maybe she wants to be in the WWE and doesn't want to just be Will's uh, manager. What are you, you talking? Will's, Will's going to be one of the biggest superstars in the entire world, though. Like, that's not a negative thing. She can have matches with uh, Mercedes Monet and Jamie Hayter and whoever yeah. else wants to fight her, you know? Like, that's nothing against. Uh, I, I have gushed over her <laughs> in the past on this podcast. I'm just saying, like, you know, WWE is kind of fickle and super asshole. Don't get stuck there in the next day for, you know, $30,000. Yep. Um, what the fuck? Oh, let's talk about the big thing that happened on Raw, the ending. Well, before we had Kevin Owens against Solo Sokoa, and there was a DQ uh, because of a chair. And then basically they were beating the crap out of him. Sami Zayn came out. He tried to talk to Kevin later. Nothing, nothing, you know, Kevin told him to fuck off again, basically, in the back. And then Sami had a match with uh, Jimmy Uso. Um, really good match. But the ending was the best part because when Jay showed up, we didn't know whose side he was going to choose. Uh, and when he got in the ring... He looked like he wasn't going to accept Jimmy, which Jimmy was doing a great job selling like he was completely distraught. And then Jay went up to Sammy and he raised his hand and then barbershop windowed him. Fucking super super kick, I should say, right to the face and just beat the crap out of him. You know, went over to him and was like, did you really think I was going to betray my brother, my family? And brought him inside the ring and just beat the shit out of him until Cody came there to scare him off. Uh, but, yeah, man. Um, really good storytelling with this whole thing. Well, minus Sammy looking like a complete idiot, right? Wait, what? said minus uh sammy looking like a complete idiot because i didn't buy the ending and if i was sammy Zayn as a person i wouldn't buy like okay all of a sudden you know years of this guy being your brother you're gonna be on my side of this argument i didn't buy it yeah i mean i get it i think i i kind of like just went along with it but yeah i mean that was always going to be an issue is the fact that jay never accepted sammy until the end so why is he actually the one pulling for him afterwards so i i I get what you're saying i guess part of it is just saying screw it because the story's so good 
sort of thing. But yeah, that's definitely a uh, glaring like weakness. It. Yeah, I like it. The, the build of like, oh no, you know, like it's been a couple weeks or whatever since was elimination chamber or whatever. They they've done a good job of building that, but I never I was like, well, Kevin's gonna show up and uh, save him, and he didn't. That's the big thing is that Kevin Owens is like, nah, fuck him. And then Cody came out, which is really smart booking, honestly. Yeah. Because they need to try to get Co- Cody over to Sami Zayn status, which is not going to happen. He needs a little bit of that rub of magical uh, sparkles and shit. Well, this is all going to lead, I think, now to Usos, Kevin Owens, and Sammy at WrestleMania for the titles, which I'm completely here for. Um, we just got to find out now when Kevin's going to finally accept Sammy and they'll get over their shit and hug and, you know, and move on. But also, what is Solo going to do at WrestleMania? Could he just be in the corner? He's not. He's not 100% ready because, like, that match with <laughs> that match he had was not great. He was like, there was a lot of people waiting for him. He's taking bumps. Fine. You know, but he was not, uh, he is not so maybe, ready for top, top, like Roman. Okay. Bitch about Roman all you want. He's there for the spot, right? Like he's, he's there. He, he's where he needs to be. Solo was like walking around the ring. Like, Oh, I got to figure out where I need to do the splash at where, uh, where Kevin Owens is and this, uh, moment, etc. He was not Roman Reigns. So basically, it's okay if Solo doesn't have a person to go with at WrestleMania, uh, and if he's more just the, you know, the guy that comes out with his brothers and also probably Roman and uh, Paul Heyman for the main event or something. I don't think that's gonna I'm, be a big I mean, deal. If you- if you want to make him big, you want to make him big time, right? You have I mean, Brock kill almost beforehand, and then the match is like him versus Solo, and you have Solo go over. They're not going to do it, but that's you know that's how you do it. That's actively how you would do it, right? Yep. So, All right. Well, I don't know, man. It's weird. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about SmackDown from last night and get out of here. Uh, first match I thought was a really fun five way. Uh, I don't know if Kofi just was like, Hey, you guys can use Xavier. Like what the fuck? Because he was definitely on the advertisement for last week and Xavier ended up in this match. I hope that Kofi's okay and not maybe injured or something like that. But I definitely noticed that they had the number one contender match and they did some stupid old school. This, this is like fucking late eighties, early nineties, WWF bullshit. But since they have two refs, both Sheamus pinned one and Drew McIntyre pinned the other, and they both got the three count, so we can extend this. They both have animosity throughout the match and this because Sheamus is pissed that Drew's going for the title that he wants to go for. Uh, and now they're going to have a match next week on SmackDown. The winner of Sheamus and Drew McIntyre will be going against Gunther at WrestleMania. And I still I don't know what that means for Drew. But I want Sheamus to beat Drew next week. So we'll have to see. But what did you think about this match? How they went about it with some silly WWE booking? 
kind of old school WWE booking. And then now it's going to be a match between the two of them. Do you think Sheamus can beat Drew McIntyre? And what does Drew McIntyre do at Mania? Nothing? Kofi's still hurt, right? So uh, it was kind of what I expected. What does Drew McIntyre do at WrestleMania? That's a good question. You would hope go full heel, right? He's better. He's better as a heel. He just is. I, I mean, certain people are just better as it. Like Sting as a heel is terrible. He's just better as babyface. Yeah. You know, Austin as a heel, we saw it. It's funny, but like, oh, Austin's got one more shirt. Like, could you imagine Dusty Rose as a heel? <laughs> like, really? No. <laughs> or or Steamboat or Mysterio <laughs> or there's there's certain people that just aren't heels, right? Kofi Jeff Hardy. Yeah, so um uh it's, it's kind of a weird one, but I yeah, I don't I don't know. So between I, Drew I, and uh Seamus, who you got next week? Drew and Sheamus next week leading into Mania. I actually got Sheamus. Me too. So, yeah, that is the question. Gunter is, is gonna... going to attack. Yeah, I think Sheamus is just going to be pissing in the wind over here, unfortunately. That's going to be an awesome match, though, with Sheamus. I was okay with it being a three-way, but I, I, I liked this when they announced it later that Paul uh, – you know, when he was like, um, we're going to do a match next week between these two guys determine the winner. I was like, okay, so we got another fucking Haas match between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Sheamus will probably go over and hopefully they can find something for uh for to do uh until then. But if they don't need him, I'd rather him just be off, honestly. Instead of squeezed you, in there. I love Brock Lesnar to death. Things great. But if you look at the the other opponents you could have headed into Mania Sorry, almost. You're not there. Dude, I would love to have a rematch of their match where Drew got the title. Him and Brock? Like, fuck yeah. Give me Drew Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar again. Uh, instead of trying to see if he can pick up almost and put him on his shoulders. I mean, which he can. Uh, we we know he can. He picks up cows and F5s them. <laughs> This is what he just does on his uh, normal day. <laughs> that count he's killing <laughs> F5. Brock is the size of a house. Like, there's not, like, I don't have the, it's not like Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Doesn't work like, for me, brother. There isn't the, there's not the suspension of disbelief of, like, Yo, Brock can't pick this guy up. Because Brock Lesnar. I feel like he could pick up my car if he wanted to. You know, if he tried hard enough. Like, it's it's fucking Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him he couldn't pick up a Lesnar. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Brock, you cannot pick up a 1992 uh, Blazer. He'd be like, bet, and just threw it into the house. Now I live with a blazer in my house. Like Brock is a uh, different <laughs> than like Andre was. <laughs> I I they're going for a spectacle match and that's fine, but you know everyone really wants to see if it was Gunter versus fucking 
if it was Walter versus Brock, that would be the highlight of whatever night they're on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. I heard there was a backup option. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar seems like a bigger marquee match than almost and Brock Lesnar, even though almost is fucking tall. Um, he does have that going for him. I'll give you guys that. Yeah, like, I like and I like almost. I like almost, and I've, I've put him over on facial expressions. I do agree with that, but still, I'm just saying, what match would I rather have? Fucking all day, Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. I think like, that this this goes super into um, like Brock Lesnar being like, I'll work with, I I will I will sell, I'll do a job for anybody. I'm not fucking working with Bray. I'm not working I'm not with Bray doing, <laughs> Yeah, he's like, that's cancer to your career. <laughs> yep. Now, Bobby Lashley, I think, did a decent job, you know, basically breaking down like, hey, how about you quit doing the stupid spooky shit and fucking meet me in person, you bitch. So hopefully that will lead should, to something next Raw. This is what Brian Danielson did. He was like, hey, I'm supposed to be scared of fucking Bray in a mask. Never exactly. scared with his with his eco-friendly title which is the best looking title i've seen in a very long time that shit was funny as hell though uh <laughs> him and eric rowan bro like we need more eric rowan i don't know what eric rowan's doing in his life but uh i feel like he's in a cabin reading like something from i don't know maybe an autobiography of Herbert Hoover or something like random while listening to death metal. He's just scoffing at the fact that Metallica got, you know, maybe he's reading a Hemingway novel, you know, he's just scoffing at that new Metallica album while listening to at the gates. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, all right. Last thing that we need to talk about more extension of the story, the confrontation with Jimmy explaining, basically saying that he's not a hundred percent, Coolwood Roman that he does have some issues, and, but admitting that he picked his basically his family next, the interaction with him and Cody, the you know interaction with Sammy and Cody, really taking it to the Usos and whatnot. So it's a very smart thing because, you, like you said, Cody is is people still like him, but they definitely fucking love Sammy. So what do you do? You put them together and ha- have it so that they're they have each other's backs. Uh, I think that's actually pretty smart, and it went off with them getting the better of the heels after fighting them in the fucking crowd. So it was a very exciting promo way to go off Raw. But, um, yeah, that's how they ended it. Yeah, or not Raw, SmackDown, sorry. And in, in the other side of that is Kill Steen Kill. He needs to show up and yep. just start powerbomb motherfuckers. They'll Regardless happen. of side, <laughs> Kevin Owens is like, oh, pop up powerbomb. Uso, oh, sorry about that. Paul Heyman, sorry about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. It's what makes Kevin Owens great. He's like, even when he's like shows up to save his friend, you're like, he's about to murder him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, he looks like a guy that's about to murder his friend. <laughs> um. But they have, they have that in their back pocket, man. They have a lot of it. It would be amazing if they set up, you know, a three-way tag match or something. It's like Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. Yeah, 
like he's like got my tag team partner from last year. Strong Cold's like what? What? We just what? we fought last year. Got respect what? for this kid. What? Exactly. Oh, Tag Daddles. Her don't matter much to AEW. <laughs> uh, he just starts cutting, cutting promos about FTR. Goddamn FTR. Best tag team I've ever seen. Except for the Briscoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was that was pretty much wrestling, man. Um, we, had, we had NXT, which they had some good stuff on it. But I think the main thing was knowing that Shawn Michaels will not be going against Grayson Waller. I'm glad he also addressed the fact that, like, look, man, you know, you, you got some stuff going for you. But if I was going to be going against someone, it's probably going to be a little bit bigger, of higher of a caliber than you. I've been offered a lot of money. And then pointing it with Johnny Gargano, which that should be a good match. And I like Grayson Waller. And the angle they did with Mako Sanamura and, and, and uh, Roxanne Perez and – her basically Roxanne drops after the match, like she got injured and they rush her onto an ambulance. Um, just want to let everyone know that if the camera guy follows them to the ambulance, that probably does not mean it's real. Cause uh, yeah, that yeah, she's, happen. she's fine. She did not get introduced to the door that Gigi Dolan got introduced to. No, she was fine, Jesus but it was, Christ. it was, it was a good angle. It was a very old school styled angle. I'm sure something that Sean saw on one of the Texas uh, wrestling platforms back in the day, probably San Antonio. Sean's like, goddamn, Cherry and Dory taught me this one. Yeah, exactly. Um, Uh, You do a way better Sean than I do. I don't have a good Sean. I don't don't really. All I did was uh, this (laughs) for my voice. It's kind of like almost like Michael Keaton, but Southern. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Name is Michael Hickenbottom. Uh, Vince uh, <laughs> wanted to call me Mongoose McQueen. God damn. Click, hey, am God. I right? <laughs> I like the click. I mean, the clit. I mean, the goddamn. I'm the click commander. <laughs> I am the click commander. <laughs> yeah, go yell that around your house. <laughs> There's no one here. It's just the cats. This would be one very offended female cat and four boy cats staring at me like, why are you yelling? (laughs) All right. Uh, But, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, um, quick shout out. Hockey fans. At Skase of Throats. Check it out. Woo. Woo. We're going into the. We're heading into the playoffs, baby. Devils versus Rangers. I might even head up to New Jersey to see a game. So find your boy. So if you guys like hockey, check out Skate the Throats. And I think that's going to be it for us today. Uh, Chris, say goodbye to all the lovely people. Uh, any plugs besides Skate the Throats that you'd like to throw out there? No, nah, I just all Skate the Throats. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There you go. <laughs> if you want to talk about wrestling, have Chris Arf. At Chris Iped on Twitter, Christopher.iped on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find me there. And you can find me on Instagram at Zane Alves. We'll have a lovely time. We'll be wonderful. And we'll make sure we have some coffee talk with Linda Richmond. <laughs> but I, y'all have a great one. Thank you so much for listening. we got a shorter show, but a bunch of stuff that we went over. So we hope you liked it. Be around next week. If you're a new listener, 
We do the show on Saturdays, record it, have it out by Monday. And, uh, you know, come listen to us some more. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Listen to us every single week. You can find us on any platform from Spotify to iTunes to whatever. Just search Wrestling Geeks Alliance either on those platforms or Google. Find whatever works for you and subscribe. Thank you guys so much. Let the Wrestling Geeks Alliance be with you. And as always, peace out. He got it. He figured it out. Peace out, bitches. (laughs) Good shit, buddy. Yes, 